0: If you stayed up late last night, hoping to learn the status of the presidential election, you woke up with two realizations. You're tired and we still don't know anything. With tensions high now and people on alert, how should Christians respond? It's time to go the second mile on how we wait for the election results. Travis Agnew, thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone asks you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. As we follow Jesus, we don't want to do the bare minimum, but we want to follow him with everything we have. And that's why on this actual 93rd episode of the Second Mile Podcast, I want to talk to you about waiting for the election results. Um, So I did the unthinkable last night. I I should have listened to the reason uh, around me, but uh, I had so many people telling me, you know what, there's going to be no way we're going to know the results of the election uh, into Tuesday night so you might as well go to sleep and I thought well maybe there's a chance and uh, if you stayed up um, I I talked to different people this morning some who you know uh, went to bed at at regular time because I thought there's no chance we're going to know anything and some people were ridiculous like me and stayed up till around 2 o'clock hoping that you would at least know something uh, and so I remember sitting there, there was a certain time you're watching all these different things come in and I'm going back and forth between channel to channel and different people are calling different states and then you finally realize like nobody knows anything. I mean, it's just, uh, in fact, there's not even some type of semblance of organization in the sense of so some states said well, when, when they're polling uh, centers closed, then all of a sudden they had already counted the um, votes that had come in before and some said no, we're not even counting votes until later tonight um, until after everything else has been counted and some said we send everybody home and we'll start uh, at 11 the next morning, which I thought, what in the world is going on, right? And so here we are. uh, We really are in the same place we've been, it seems like, for the last year, where you have um, just uh, two different parties, two different candidates that are going at it and trying to figure out what they need to do next. And you realize that we might be in this uh, battle or at least uh, limbo for the next uh, few days, uh, hopefully a few hours, but it'd be a few days. It could be even longer than that. And so as a Christian, um, we know this, that our hope is not uh, in any uh, flawed political system or uh, individual, but our hope is in the person of Jesus Christ, who's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so as you wait, there are going to be people that are still anxious. There are people who are going to be still saying a whole lot of stuff out there. What? How are we supposed to live as we wait for election results? And I actually believe that scripture gives us some very good examples of what we can uh, do. Um, and so regardless if you stayed up late last night or if you got plenty of sleep and you woke up to the news this morning wherever you are in this uh, we may not know anything even as this day unfolds but we, what we do know we have to live by act by and treat others by and what we do know so let me give you those tips today As we try to navigate as Christians who are living as citizens in the United States of America, even though I know there's some people who outside the States uh, listen to this and we're so thankful for you, uh, it seems like all the eyes of the world are turning into the country to see what's going on. Uh, if we think about the difference between first mile believers and second mile believers, let me give you just an example here. First mile believers are those who I would say have naive optimism about what even the election and um, the democratic process could be, right? Um, and and I, and I say that in a, a loving way. Like I'm, I'm someone who likes to be half glass full instead of half glass empty person, anyway. Uh, So I'm a very optimistic person. I'm a very um, encouraged person and and just sort of always try to see the good and no matter what the situation is. But I don't want to have naive optimism. Uh, There's a great great quote by Bruce Ashford that says "Uh, we can engage in politics because we aren't controlled by naive optimism or overwhelming despair. So as Christians, we shouldn't have this naive optimism in the sense of that we think that somehow, if your favorite candidate gets the uh, position, then all of a sudden everything's gonna be right in the United States, everything's gonna be right in the world and God's glory is going among the nations. We we don't believe that that's how God is going to get his agenda done by the political process. It's not about getting the right person into office. It's about getting the church on the mission field and getting among the nations. That's where our hope is. We believe that the message is a gospel and not a political agenda. So with that, we're not going to espouse some naive optimism, but also regardless of what happens, we're not going to have overwhelming despair. Uh, we're not going to, um, and I believe this, that Um, there's a lot of different people that love Jesus that are voting in different ways. And it's very hard for people who see it differently. There are people who are very passionate about uh, President Trump. There are people who uh, are following Christ, who are very passionate about not following Donald Trump. Uh, We have people that are very passionate about not choosing either one. uh, And yet there are people that I respect on almost every side of the argument. And so how, how do we go through this, right? Because I believe I don't have a naive optimism that one candidate is going to bring about um, God's will among all the nations. And all of a sudden, the church can take a back seat and pause. So I think the second mile believers, instead of just having a naive optimism or having an overwhelming despair, regardless of what does come out in the next few days, is that we should have this calm trust. Second mob believers have this, this calm trust that we go, you know what? We've been involved in the process. We've cast our votes. we stayed up watching. Uh, We do know that there are significant issues uh, to play out as a result of this election, but we do have a calm trust. We have the trust that says, regardless of who goes into office, we know that even if you know of what the results are at this time, half of the country is going to be mortified at the results. Um, People are uh, We knew this. In fact, when you start seeing people board up cities, Even before the election takes place, what is it saying? They know that half of the country is going to be so infuriated by the results if their candidate doesn't win that people are fearful of how people are going to respond in the midst of that. And that tells us something, that while uh, our country is known for a civil war that happened back in the 1800s, that was really divided by a geographical line, if you will. Uh, it, it, was, it formed in an ideological sense, but it really had a geographical um, line to it. Uh, right now, we have an ideological line that is going through not only state by state, but as many of the people that r- our reporters were showing last night, it's county by county. And so there's people that in all different places that think very differently. So some of the major metropolitan cities around the United States are boarding up. It's showing that there is this uh, unrest and uneasiness, uh, a a fear of chaos that could break out. And so the second my believer has to be someone who literally portrays a calm trust that knows. Yes, people may get infuriated. Yes, um, uh, people may loot. Yes, there may be protests. There may be burnings. There may be riots. There may be people in prison. There may be legal arguments that are still to come. And yet we have this calm trust because our trust is not in a person. It's not in a party. It's not in a system. It's not in a result. Uh, It's not in what happens in the Senate, the House, the White House. But it's what happens that we know that our God is still sovereign in control of it all. And so we know that, as Bruce Ashford said, we don't have to have naive optimism or overwhelming despair because we know the peace that comes with walking with God. So one thing that I've been encouraging people to pray uh, in the midst of this is what Paul says in Philippians 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He says, don't be anxious about anything But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So what we do is that if you feel anxious today, you have to say, okay... I'm not going to fault you for that. You might be someone who's very concerned about if the other side wins or uh, whichever candidate you're for, if they don't get it, what's going to happen? Or maybe you're fearful of what's going to happen, the writing, uh, even if your candidate does win, right? That You're, you're fear, feel, filled with anxiety. And so what do you do in the midst of that? This is what you need to do. You need to say, okay, I'm not going to be anxious about anything. And they go, well, yeah, but the anxiety keeps hitting me. So what should I do? Well, you do what Paul encourages us to do. When the anxiety hits, let it be a trigger for your prayers. Don't act like like you well I shouldn't be anxious and I messed up so what do I do now you pray you begin to seek the lord in the middle of that process and say okay so when anxiety hits let it be a call for prayer acknowledge it before God say look god I'm scared right now I know that I shouldn't be but I am and I'm bringing it before you I'm not trying to act like it's not there but I'm just bringing it before you and say I, I need your help right now and so you says so we pray and we bring supplications we get very specific about what our prayer requests are but as we pray it also says we can pray with thanksgiving so we are we're, we're thanking. thanking. Thanking God in the middle of those processes for what He already has done, believing that He is working, believing that He's able to do incredible things. And so, uh, and when we can pray like that, the peace of God surpasses all comprehension. It literally doesn't make sense the amount of peace that God can provide, even in chaotic times. And it guards, it says, our heart and our mind. So it's how our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, our decisions, you name it, it can be completely all over the place with how the peace of God. Encanvases us in the middle of it, which I think is so important for us to remember that uh, the peace of God can come upon us even in the midst of the uncertainty. And one other place I would really encourage you to process from the word is what Micah chapter 6, verse 8 says. Uh, as a believer, uh, you're not responsible for how everybody else responds. You, you can't do anything right now about the election or what people are going to do, but you can do, I think, what Micah 6, 8 tells us to do, where he says, he has told you, O oh man, what is good. So if you want to know what's good, here it is. And what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. There is no better way that in the midst right now, People are checking news and social media outlets and every conversation around every water cooler and every um, uh, kitchen table uh, today is about the election results and how long we're going to wait. So what do you do? Well, this is what God had said is good. And this is what the Lord requires of you to do justice to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. So to do justice, to do what is right, to do what is fair, to love kindness. You actually love that you have the opportunity to be kind, that um, even if someone disagrees with you or even if someone else is is uh, upset or, or frustrated or doing horrible things, that doesn't mean you have to. You can love kindness in the process, and you can walk humbly with your God, showing that you trust in Him above all else. Um, And and so with that, if if you want to be someone who's going the second mile in the midst of these times, that's a, a great place for you to do, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Another great quote by Bruce Ashford says, Politics should never influence your religion. But if your religion doesn't alter your politics, you've got a weak example. And I think that's a great place for us to land today to say, you know what? Uh, Politics should not see the way that you view the Bible or the way that you view walking with Christ. But if your religion doesn't alter the way that you're doing your politics, you have a weak example. No matter what happens in the next few hours, the next few days, the next few months, you need to be able to say that regardless of the outcome, I can do justice. I can love kindness and I can walk humbly with your God. Folks, we need to be a voice of reason. We need to be salt and light. We need to be the people who that as we wait for the election results, wait with people that are hope and a calm trust in the sovereign God. I hope to see you on the second mile.